Success is a byproduct of learning, and learning is a byproduct of curiosity. Ultimately, if you're curious about something, you will be successful at it. And the more curious you are about it, the more successful you will be at it. I think it's terribly important to insist on individual values. Learning culture podcast. Initiative, creation, all these things which we value. It's now possible to make organizations on a larger scale than was ever possible before. Learning culture podcast. Teach people to analyze the kind of things that are said to them. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Learning Culture Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Barry. This is a show about building cultures of continuous learning at companies. And that was a quote from Naval Ravikant. In today's episode, we're going to do something a little different. I'm going to do something I haven't done in a while on this podcast. I am going to tell you a story. I'm going to read from an essay that I wrote and I'm going to tell you how I came up with the Learning Culture Lotus. So on August 12th, 2019, I received a text message that turned my stomach. It said, Andrew, I'm leaving. I founded my business, Curious Lion, to help companies develop and retain their best talents, but I couldn't even keep my own people on board. At the time, we were a remote team of four, and one of the remaining two had a foot out the door. Without us all working on our projects, we'd lose clients. I was in my own version of a great resignation, which propelled me to flip everything I thought I knew about corporate learning on its head. Our model for helping great companies learn was causing our company to fail, yet I still tolerated the old model. That was about to change. In this week's podcast, I will read from an essay in which I share how turnover at my own company led me to rethink corporate learning and go on to help top companies like PagerDuty, Pinterest, Brex, Alt, Alight, and IMG completely transform how they develop talent. And so we begin. Great performance begins with a healthy learning culture. In my 20s and early 30s, I was a consultant for KPMG. I didn't know it at the time, but I was discovering my life's work. I loved delivering corporate training and helping people reach their potential. Typically, corporate learning is top-down. Back then, I thought this model worked and that we could improve it by increasing quality, professional videos, better instructional design, cutting-edge VR and AR. That's why I founded Curious Line. I ran my company on this top-down model as well. I packaged information, pushed it down to my small team, expecting them to absorb what I said. I was ignoring the obvious human cost of this approach. I thought we developed a better way to deliver corporate learning and build culture, but we ended up putting lipstick on a pig. And that pig had teeth. It tore my company apart faster than I could put it back together. Over the past three years, I had to codify a series of insights to turn Curious Lion around. In the process, we created a framework to transform our clients into ultimate learning machines. I learned that great companies don't just have great cultures. Above all, they have great learning cultures. Learning cultures start with individual curiosity. My team was adrift, remote and discouraged. I felt lost and needed inspiration. 
Another major shift taking place was the rise of cohort-based courses. So I enrolled in a few to see how other entrepreneurs approached education. Even with all my experience, I realized I had a lot to learn, and even more to unlearn. Their unorthodox ways of teaching reignited my curiosity, mainly because they worked. I was learning more faster than I'd ever learned before. I'd always been curious about learning, but now I was re-energized. Being exposed to different methodologies allowed me to connect dots and see patterns. Most of all, they made me want to learn more. These courses were changing me. For example, I took Building a Second Brain, a live cohort-based course. It gave me a method for capturing, organizing, and remixing my ideas and sharing what I was learning with others. For the first time, I realized that learning requires individual curiosity as a precondition. The first piece of four in a flywheel for learning culture. If a company can optimize for that, they're on the right track. But how did you get the flywheel turning? Another online course was about to reveal the next wheel to me. Learning cultures expand through human connection. My journey led me next to encounter the power of a learning community in another live cohort-based course, Rite of Passage. I was thrown into Zoom breakout rooms, often with accomplished writers way ahead of me. I felt like an imposter among such talent. At first, I lurked in the background, hesitating to even turn my camera on. Slowly, I embraced the feeling of vulnerability and connected with fellow students. Others did the same. I learned better from the students one or two steps ahead of me and found joy in sharing what I was learning with them, with those behind me. I learned more from interacting with those around me than from our instructor. Energized, I encouraged my team at Curious Lion to learn on their own too, exploring what interested them. Their learning kicked off conversations and connections between us we hadn't explored before, just like what I experienced in the online course world. It dawned on me. Maybe I understood corporate training all wrong. Perhaps instead of top-down training, the key to learning was a combination of curiosity and human connection. I saw that we all have a teacher deep down inside of us. If we bake human connection and peer-to-peer -peer teaching into a live curriculum, teams can perform better than ever before. I was discovering my first significant insight. Curious training doesn't fail because people lack information or quality media. It fails because people lack the chance to explore their curiosity and connect with fellow learners. People lack shared experiences. With individual curiosity and human connection, I now had two wheels of four for the flywheel, and I was about to uncover the third. Hey, it's your host, Andrew here. I wanted to take a second just to say that if you're enjoying this podcast, we would love it if you did a couple of things for us. If you're watching this on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. It really allows us to grow the channel and reach a lot more people like you. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, take a moment to leave us a rating and review. It's a great way to give us some feedback and to tell the world what you think about this podcast. So whether you listen to it on YouTube or you listen to it as a podcast, if you take one of those actions, it would mean the world to me and my team. Thank you, and with that, right back to the show. Learning culture spread through continuous learning. It was time for me to put my new insights into action. After all, new ideas always sound good, but the real test is how they perform in the wild. I partnered with Felicia P.J. Jones, the director of people development at our biggest client, PagerDuty. She too had a big consulting background, a passion for inspiring others to learn, a willingness to experiment, and a big 
big heart to match. Together, we designed a learning experience for six senior vice presidents, and it was a wild success. Ordinarily, executives rush through corporate training or skip it. These six busy professionals stayed longer than the allotted time, coaching each other and bonding over common challenges. As soon as the experience ended, they wanted more. I realized we weren't building training events. We were creating learning journeys. Suddenly, PJ had dozens of requests for more learning experiences. The SVPs told their teams about their experience and their teams wanted in. We ran another one and another and another and another. It was obvious that people were craving opportunities for continuous learning. We noticed something special happening. When human connection and continuous learning came together, shared stories emerged. People were giving and receiving new insights and making transformative breakthroughs in their work, spreading pictures of excellence that inspired others to higher performance. Moreover, people started to experience organic mind melds across functions, unlocking new strategies and innovations. We saw a new learning cycle begin to emerge. Individual curiosity empowered people to connect and create shared experiences around learning. Shared experiences fueled continuous learning, producing shared stories that kept the cycle going. However, we were missing one final piece to bring the cycle full circle. Learning cultures drive performance toward a company mission. We rolled out similar learning experiences at Pinterest, Brex, and Bolt with the same success. But one thing still hung in my mind. I had to prove that this approach moved a business forward. I figured that results would naturally follow if we could get people moving in the same direction behind a common purpose. So we started weaving our clients' purpose, mission, and values into the learning experiences we were creating. I noticed something magical right away. The company itself, in each case, started to change for the better. Whole teams and divisions updated their beliefs, changed their behaviors, and created new habits. Teams were developing new shared assumptions for how to work together, further sharpening their collective understanding of the company mission and the actions necessary to achieve it. We had found the final element, the company's mission. This final element completes the flywheel and brings us back to the start, individual curiosity. We know businesses perform best when individuals embody the mission of the company. We also understand that each individual has their vision of where the company should go. Even the greatest companies grapple with how to bring those two together. I think we figured out how to do that. When people follow their curiosity, connect with others, learn continuously, and are guided by the company mission, this forms an ever-tightening feedback loop and creates a clear and inspirational shared vision. Combining these elements comprises the complete learning flywheel we've witnessed with our clients and inside Curious Line. The flywheel is the process. To find the outcome, we can zoom into the diagram center to see the learning culture lotus. We have this diagram on our website and a link is included in the show notes. The learning culture lotus symbolizes creation and resilience, reminding us of the unity of everything. I wish you were in the room as this unfolded. The relief I felt after this discovery filled our company with purpose. It's been a long, intense journey paved with hard-won insights, lessons learned and unlearned. Seeing the learning culture lotus opened my eyes to something completely logical now, but still hidden to most. I want to change that by sharing it with the world. 
I also want to make a editorial comment here that these things are not often evidence going into it. In fact, I never set out to create a learning culture lotus, and I certainly didn't plan to combine these four elements. These type of things I've realized as I get older and as I get more experienced as a company owner only become clear after the fact. It's only when you can look back, and I really encourage everyone on my team to do this often, it's only when you can look back that you see how the dots connect. So here then are the active ingredients for reverse engineering a healthy learning culture. One, a shared vision. Two, shared assumptions. Three, shared stories. And four, shared experiences. Together they form the VASE framework that we use at Curious Lion to help our companies build a learning culture. What began as an exploration into a new corporate training model has become a codified framework for transforming our clients. I'm now going to break down each of the four components of that framework to help you get a better understanding. We'll start with shared vision. For people to care about anything, it must be personal. Shared vision, therefore, emerges gradually from personal visions and requires ongoing conversations. I frequently share my vision for Curious Lion with my team. Rather than expecting compliance, my stance is, will you follow me? I encourage them to share their visions too. Together, we create a picture of the future we want to see. Here are some helpful questions for painting that picture of your future. One, what is the transformation you're looking for? What do you want people to be able to do differently? Two, what does transformation feel like? If you close your eyes and imagine your company a year from now, what does it look like? Three, what do people no longer do that they were doing before? Four, how will you know if someone has completed this transformation? What does success look like? And five, what company values must be reflected in this transformation? Let's talk about shared assumptions now. Shared assumptions define culture and are developed by a group of people as a set of norms for how to solve problems. This is based on the work of Edgar Schein. It's how we serve our clients, how we design our products, how we collaborate as a team, or how we create value as a company. The work of developing a learning culture requires an understanding of the assumptions in place at your company. Here are some examples of shared assumptions a company could have. It's okay to speak up when I disagree with someone on my team. I'm close to burnout, but I won't be viewed as a team player if I say something. Mistakes are okay. Making mistakes is the way we learn and develop. I need to do whatever it takes to look good before someone else gets promoted. As you can see, assumptions can be positive or negative. The point is not to evaluate them. The point is to find out what they are. Knowing where you are is the only way to begin the journey toward your shared vision. Questions we use to diagnose existing and shared assumptions include, one, what are the key responsibilities of the role you're looking to transform? Two, what behaviors are rewarded in this role? Three, how do people solve problems, especially when stressed? Four, what mistakes do people most commonly make? And five, what questions do people most commonly have? All right, let's look at shared stories. A shared vision spreads when clarity, enthusiasm, communication, and commitment increase and reinforce each other. The ultimate vehicles for this reinforcing process are shared stories. We have a channel in our Curious Lions Slack where we share examples of team member wins, client praise, or exceptional teamwork. These are our stories. Stories connect with us on an emotional level. 
they're memorable, they trigger our imagination, they build connections. Here are a few questions to help you create systems for shared stories. One, what stories were you told when you started? Two, what stories do people tell you about how things are? Three, what stories can you find about exceptional performance that impacted customers, the team, or the community? Four, what delivery systems exist for your people to share their stories? And five, what new ways can your people share their stories within your organization? Finally, let's talk about shared experiences. If shared stories are the vehicles for spreading a shared vision, shared experiences are the vehicles for moving people closer to that vision. Shared experiences are the arenas in which the action takes place. They bring people together to engage in dialogue around common challenges using a common language. Shared experiences are cohort learning experiences. Again, refer to the show notes for a link to this article to see a full diagram of what CLXs, as we call them, look like. CLXs have three components, as you can see in the diagram. Let's quickly talk about each of the three. The first is asynchronous content. Content is abundant, so curation is key. Less is more. The purpose of content should be to introduce new mental models and frameworks to act as a common language for discussions. Forget about testing comprehension. Focus on application. The second component is live sessions. Live sessions are where the magic happens. CLXs are time-bound and focused on discussing real-world challenges in real time. They promote accountability. You're much more likely to show up if you're in it with your peers. They turn collective wisdom into common practice. And the final component is practice and reflection. Active learning is critical for building skills. As a 2019 Harvard study showed, and reflection time solidifies your learning. Reflection introduces double loop learning. The purpose of reflection is for people to apply the new mental models and frameworks to their current work. Done right, they'll write their own scenarios and case studies for rich discussion in the live sessions. CLXs are the most visible touch points of your entire learning culture. Get these rights and almost everything else falls into place. It's been almost three years since I received that text message. Andrew, I'm leaving. Never has a message haunted me as much as this one. Today, I'm grateful for receiving it. Without those three simple words, my vision and approach for bottoms-up learning would not be what it is today. I would not be the proudest CEO of a growing company with a thriving learning culture of its own, and I wouldn't be able to share this approach with you. By following our VASE approach, you'll create systems for learning that will transform your company into an ultimate learning machine. Remember, it all starts with individual curiosity. Are you ready to head down that rabbit hole? Hello, hello. I hope you enjoyed that episode. It's Andrew again with a quick message. If you'd like to support the show, the best way to do that is to leave us ratings and reviews where you listened. If you're on YouTube, hit the like and subscribe buttons and feel free to leave a comment. We love hearing from our listeners and viewers. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please take the time to give us a rating and leave a review. Once again, we love hearing from our loyal listeners. If you're listening to this on Spotify, please hit the follow button to make sure that you don't miss new episodes as they come out. See you next week for another episode of the Learning Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this special one-on-one -on -one episode with me. I hope you enjoyed the story behind the 
creation of the Learning Culture Lotus. If you want to find out more about it, click on the link in the show notes to read the full article. At the very bottom of the article, you'll see a link to a step-by-step tutorial, which we put together to help you figure out how to deploy CLXs for your team and even your entire company. There's also a link right at the bottom to sign up for my newsletter where over 3,400 enablement professionals and leaders get a weekly email from me with digested advice, tips, and insights as I see them when I see them. Thanks again for listening and stay curious.